Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what is happening at the movies and there's a movie now that you need to see, well not right now, after this show. And it's called Little Women and I know it's been done like this is the eighth time. But Florence Pugh is here playing Amy in this movie and being brilliant in it. Thank you. And I've always hated Amy. Yeah, everyone said that. Everyone's hated her. Yeah, the first, when I got the job, I remember telling my mates and they were like, oh, you play the one that I hate. Yeah. I was like, well. That burned the book. Yeah, burned the book and ends up with the guy that no one feels like she should. And yet, all that happens (laughs) and we love you. Thank you. What did you do? What was... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> um, what did I do? Well, obviously, a lot of it is Greta. Um, when I first met her, I remember her giving me this whole speech about how she wanted Amy to be more than that, and she feels like Amy's been misunderstood, and she hasn't had her moment to explain herself. And essentially, she just pulled all the things from the book. Sounds like Greta had some Amy in her, maybe. It sounds like Greta is trying to be as true to the book as possible. I think that's what it is. And... Um, you know, it's so easy to love Joe because she represents everything that we want to be as people. She's headstrong, stubborn. Yeah. She earns her own money. She's the first woman to kind of do that successfully. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very easy to to feel like you want to be a bit of Joe. But I feel like in our version, we're maybe allowing Amy to have some fans too. <laughs> Finally. Well, well, tell for those people that have never read Little Women and know nothing about it. It seems really impossible to believe that who Amy actually is. The one thing that people hate her for is that she's ambitious and she knows that she will marry rich. I think what Greta has done in our version is she's allowed Amy to explain why, which I think is something that has never really been done before. Um, and she seems, I, I feel like, in it, well, from what everybody is telling me, <laughs> is that she seems like the person that no one wants to be <laughs> and yet she still ends up with the great guy and I think in, in this version she has drive, she has ambition, she's creative, she wants to be an artist, she goes and studies painting and I think there's this wonderful moment in her life where she realises that she's not amazing, she's good and so she has to lay down her craft to essentially do what she knows she's always had to do and I think we forget that women in that era They didn't have a lot of choices. They didn't own anything. They didn't own their kids. They didn't own money if they got married to someone. And really, for a woman, the most realistic thing that you can do and that you can have a successful and enjoyable life is to marry someone rich. Um, And in, in this version, Amy does exactly that, and she explains why she needs to do that. And that's such a perfect cue to look at a clip from Little Women. It's almost like you've you done like this come before. Prepared. <laughs> you know, you just know what's here. So can you just go, yes, make it happen, people. Let's see that clip. We must yes. see. Oh, make look it at that. I've always known I would marry Rich. Why should I be ashamed of that? It's nothing to be ashamed of, as long as you love him. Well, I believe we have some power over who we love. It isn't something that just happens to a person. I think the poets might disagree. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, there's no way for me to make my own money. Not enough to earn a living or to support my family. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. And if we had children, they would be his, not mine. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. Yes. Yeah. I hate men. <laughs> God, they're so rotten. 
Wow. Cute Just controlling popcorn, everything. Everything. No, we don't want this. I saw an interview. It was a Skype interview when I saw the first screening of Little Women. Yeah. And you and Greta and Sersha were uh, talking about it, uh, working with Meryl Streep. Yeah. And <laughs> Greta said something about how maybe that speech wasn't in the script initially. It wasn't. It and wasn't. that Meryl mentioned something <laughs> at lunch, and then it had to go in and they just gave it to you? Yes. So basically, I, I feel, I didn't know this at the time, by mm-hmm. the way, but we've through press, I've heard this story. When Meryl and Greta met to talk about the film, Meryl basically says, you know, no, what you understand is X, Y, and Z. And she said to Greta, you know, this is what it was like for a woman. They didn't own their own money, you know, or that whole speech. Mm-hmm. And, and she apparently said to Greta, you, you have to make the audience understand that this is what was happening. So immediately you do. So, yeah. yeah. So Greta then furiously noted it all down and then on the day gave it to me. <laughs> There's already so much pressure acting in a Greta Gerwig film. For like in one of my biggest scenes with Timothy Chalamet, and the director just hands me this long speech, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and so I basically would go into the corner of the room and just look like a crazy lady as I go over the lines. Like oh, the, it is. He Timmy just has to say, uh, not for the poets. Yeah, and you've got he, like five pages. He just gets to sit there really leisurely. <laughs> he had to do that, but look how you pulled it off. Fear. You can see fear in my face. I didn't see any fear. I saw poise <laughs> and confidence and control. Oh, so thank I'm assuming you. then you're even a more brilliant actress than I think wow. you are. Wow. <laughs> that was it. Double playing, Being everyone. Composed and do it. Go. Here's a speech, Florence. Yes. This movie is so good thank for you. a lot of reasons, but also the way Greta Gerwig does allow you to be older as well so that we see what's going on with their lives. Yeah, totally. I and think we see Amy getting all the I, good I, stuff. We see her growing up and we, we see her maturing and we see her being opinionated. And I think also something that is so completely Greta is every single character that are in her films, they all have their own story. Even if they're in two or three scenes, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't ever feel token. They all feel like they have a life, they have history, they have things to say. And I think Greta just did exactly that. She made a story about all these four sisters um, and, and, and all of the things that they wanted from life and all of the things that they couldn't have because of life. And, well, how yeah. did Greta set it up for the four of you to get to know each other? Well, I actually missed the majority of rehearsals because I was... Oh, well, I'm well, sure. I'm sure there was <laughs> just something else don't. going on. Was, you know? I, basically, I was filming Midsummer. I was running around a field with a burning temple behind me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I was filming the, the last whole section of the film. We were filming it in the last week. Um, and they were all in Boston rehearsing together and I obviously had a little fear that I was missing out on this really special friendship time but I came back and slotted right in and they're just really gorgeous, funny, clever girls so it really wasn't hard to to pick up where they left off There was no pointing at you and saying she was the one doing that that thing it was very strange we don't know what that is. Well, I kept on sending them selfies from set, and they had no idea why I was wearing a practically Christmas pudding covered in flowers. <laughs> they were very confused. <laughs> um, and I was just like, just wait until you see the film. <laughs> just wait. But that's, that movie is so good, um, Midsummer. It Aww. just has this... Ari Astor just knows what he's doing. 
He's pretty about special. bringing that together. But then again, you have this role. I wouldn't call it a small thing because first of all, you're living from the beginning with terrible tragedy oh, I know. that you have to be absorbing and letting out for yeah. us to do. I mean, I think when, when the role first came about, obviously I read it, it was amazing. I really wanted to be a part of it. I'd seen Hereditary and I knew that I wanted to be a part of something that this guy was making because he's really special. A bit like Greta, they have a really um, interesting voice. And, mm-hmm. and when you see that kind of work, I, I mean, it's hard to not want to be a part of it. So I read Midsummer, and I'd never come anywhere close to it grief like that or pain like that and I was genuinely worried that the whole crux of the script is the fact that she's hanging on by her fingernails onto I don't know she's she's about to have a breakdown at any moment during the film and I feel like I'd never come close or seen anything like that so I think I knew taking it that I um I needed to do things in a different way and I, I needed to be completely exposed and I did it and I was happy with it, but boy was it exhausting and um, she, ha- she carries a lot, of, uh, a lot of weight, that character. I'm thinking the first time I saw you in a movie, wasn't Midsummer. it was Lady Macbeth, right. which some people still think is Shakespeare, but it's not. It's so <laughs> no, not but Shakespeare. It's not. Yeah. But it was an arranged marriage that your character was in that yeah. wasn't quite working no. and brought out a dark side. In that well, character. she was. Is a, that you? Yeah. What is you? <laughs> I what will is going say, on? What's funny is that those two dates aren't that far away from one another, and the whole plot of Lady Macbeth is the fact that she gets sold with a piece of land. <laughs> she gets sold to a man, and she automatically has to get married to him, and that's her life now. And we're talking about a similar thing across the pond. Um, yeah, Lady Macbeth. I mean, what an, I, I can't believe what it's turned into. It most certainly is not Shakespeare. It's, it's, a, it's a novella by Nikolai Leskov. So, yeah, you but knew it, that. Well, I knew that, but people seeing know, that title now, they're going to see you in all of these things and say, I want more Florence Pugh. Well, definitely. I have Lady to Macbeth. have more. I mean, it's about a caged woman who really lets go and kills a few people while she does it. I just wonder what the casting people saw in you that they said, <laughs> she can do this. You'll what have to ask it? them. What, what's happening? And brute strength of being able to lift bodies, maybe. You know, I, I see there's some kind of degree of mischief yeah, maybe. behind isn't, those eyes. I mean, isn't that mich- mischief? Yes. I mischief. mean, that's Amy, isn't it? Wickedness? Well, She's totally mis- mischievous. But she gets away with it. Yeah, because you can she's get the away with things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, what was this life of yours growing up? Not here. No, I because hear. we can hear the accent now. No, I know. You know? I know. I'm not. And doing, we know. I know. After I, people are very surprised after Midsummer and Little Women that I'm not American. I'm like, no, I'm mm-hmm. I'm from far away. <laughs> <laughs> what was my life? My life. Uh, I grew up in Oxford. And there's, I'm one of four, and we all are as loud as one another, and we all like performing and singing and dancing and acting. Um, my mum was a dancer. She was a dance teacher. And my dad has grown up in restaurants and has, is a restaurateur. So I've then obviously grown up in restaurants, and I've been behind the bar and making coffees. But instead of that, you said... You know what I'm going to be? I'm going to act. I don't think he ever wanted me to take on the restaurants. I think, no, my parents have been 
so supportive from the get-go of all of our career. I mean, we, we all want to be in this industry. We all are. My, my sister um, studies voice. She's incredibly interested in the healing powers and, and what voice does and, and singing and all of that wonderful stuff. My brother's an, an actor and is also in the industry. And my younger sister is 16 and a rebellious child. <laughs> And my mum's trying to persuade her to not be an actor because there's already too work. many. <laughs> already too many. There's already too many. many in the Pew there's family to do that. Yeah. So what was that first job? What was? Who were those people that said, For me, Florence? Well, my first ever job was The Falling, and it was a completely freakish way to get in the industry. There was this blanket audition that was going between Oxford and London because they were shooting in an, an old school in, in Oxfordshire and they needed to fill the school with uh, essentially girls they needed as many girls as possible because it was about a school drama <laughs> you could see they said you yeah. girl and so, go in <laughs> yeah go in that school and so they sent this audition round and everyone was talking about it for a month and I'd been watching my brother in this industry and you know the auditions <laughs> and how you rarely ever get a call back and usually they give it to some big A-lister and I remember thinking like this isn't how it works and I've been watching my brother and I, I know how it works and there's no point in me handing in that tape and on the last day that it was supposed to be handed in I remember my mum saying did you do that tape and I was like what you know more than anyone that like that's not how this works you've been through it they cast some famous person after everyone sent in their tapes we all know this and she was like, no, 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 I know you're not going to get it, but um, you should do the tape because you, Nobody, yeah, nobody's, nobody's going to see happen, it. Yeah. And she was like, but, you know, you want to do this one day, so you may as well just give it a go. So we gave it a go, and I had, like, dirty hair and a sweaty moustache, and I sent in the tape. And then come Monday, I got an email to say that the director wanted to meet me. And it was just one of those flukish, right time, right place um, and then I got the job and then I met beautiful people in the industry that have really helped me along because of that one job. Soon we'll be just having Florence Pugh Film Festivals <laughs> and people will be just keep, because now you're, you're doing Black Widow. I know. I know. How exciting what is that? What can you say about it? I, I play a sister-like figure to, to uh, Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson's character. Mm-hmm. I play Yelena Belova and Kate Shortland directed it uh, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss. Another one uh, like, director for this. Uh, yeah, great. I know. And I think from the get-go, A, obviously Marvel films are super exciting anyway, but a film that is essentially about two women piecing each other back together again it was so impressive. Um, and Kate Shortland, who I think is an amazing director, making a Marvel film in a Kate Shortland way mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. And um, we, we worked from, I don't even know, but we finished in October and it was just a complete mad whirlwind. And um, we've made something really special and raw and unique and painful. And we, me and Scarlett beat each other up for the majority of it. Well, that's always fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. the trailer dropped and everyone was like, my goodness. Look at this going on. You look like you're trying to kill each other. And I was like, I know. We're assassins. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> so we're going to kill each yeah, other. That's yeah, that's how we're going to kill sure, each other. Sure, that's what we're going to do. So life is good. Life is a lot. Life is, life is a lot. Life is a lot. Life is busy. Um, I, I've worked hard and I've, I've met some beautiful people and I'm going to have some time now. Time for you? Just time to look at what's happened. I well, think there's a lot happening. I think it's so easy to keep on going because that's, I think, in our, in our nature as actors, you just, you're very worried about being still. Um, and I, I think I need to just have a moment to 
Take a mental image and smell the roses, as my dad says. What do you do when you're not working? What is it? I What's hang out with my you? gran. Re- your gran? My gran is so cool. She's called Granny Pat. Her name is Pat. And Granny Pat. Yeah, and she is like 84. Maybe she's 85. She's like really fit and healthy. She goes walking, hiking all the time. She goes hiking in the Lake District, <laughs> which are these massive mountains in, in England, the tall, tallest mountains in England. Mm-hmm. And she's just like such a cool lady. So I go and hang out with her. Did she see your movies? And yeah, she sees my movies. Yeah, she watched Midsummer, and at the end, she kind of patted me on the knee. She was like, "I didn't know what was going on, but that was marvelous." <laughs> That's the best kind. I of know it was the best compliment <laughs> ever. I don't know what it was, <laughs> my, but I loved it. My granddad said, "If you weren't in it, I would have hated it, <laughs> but because you're in it, I loved it." And I was like, "Thank you, granddad." <laughs> well, I want to give you a couple of questions from the internet, from out oh, there. What oh. did they want to know Uh-oh. about you? From oh. AK Duri- I can't say that, but maybe you can the say. AK Durie K. Sure. Durie K. Shut up. That. Yeah. AK Durie K. Yeah. Sorry if it's really obvious and we just can't read. That's it. You were phenomenal in everything. Wow, that's like, wow, that is like your grandmother. But I can't forget your performance. Oh, yes, in The Little Little Drummer Drummer Girl. Girl. What was the best part of playing Charlie? Um, Well, the best part was... Of course, she does miniseries as well. Yeah, with, you know, Alexander Skarsgård and (laughs) Park Chung-wook. Well, the best part, the best part was about playing Charlie was one evening we got to shoot on the Parthenon and it hadn't been open to a film crew, I don't think... I think, I don't know, I'm worried if I mistake this, but I don't think ever. Um, and we were there for the whole night. We were doing a night shoot and there was just 40 of us up on the Parthenon walking around all these ruins. And it was magical. Cool. And it was the scene where um, Alex's character, Gadi, and I fall in love. So we were doing this incredibly romantic and beautiful thing. And I was just hopping amongst all these ruins in bare feet. And it was just one of the most, like... Like, filmmaking is nuts. Well, series making. But we were just there all alone all night long. And we watched the sunrise on the Acropolis. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> what? What it's for is real. happening? And I couldn't believe that it was real. And we were... Because usually when you read that in a script, you're like, they're going to take that out. <laughs> they're going to take that out. Yeah. Usually, usually in about a week before these massive things happen, the producer comes up to you and goes, oh, yeah, we have a new edition of the script. Yeah. And you get to it. And it goes, they then walk to the Acropolis. <laughs> and then it goes dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. We don't have the budget. And it, did, it kept on not changing. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, it, it will change at some point. It has to. We can't be actually filming there. And we did. It was unbelievable. Lucky you. I That's know. That great. was the best thing about playing Charlie. Great. Okay. Well, let's get another one okay. here from... Oh, Mauricio. Oh. Underscore MSS 20. 20. Yes. Cool. How was it the experience working in indie films with great directors and now to work in the MCU? <laughs> More pressure? Well, you, want, you can never take that away from you. You're part of the MCU. I am part of the MCU and until you I are. die. You are? Yeah. That's I'm part it. of the MCU. Have you family. watched every single one of the. Your Not MCU? every single one, but I actually did. I, I watched quite a few of them when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I found them. There's nothing like an epic superhero coming to save the day, right? They're no, pretty cool. Everyone wants to see um, that. I, the difference. But I'd rather be in the Parthenon. Yes. Know, just, uh, well, there you go. I get to do mm, both. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like? Okay, I will always want to work with great uh, directors, whether they're in indie films or in big films. I think one of the beauties about working in this film was that we had a beautiful indie director 
working on such a big scale. So I kind of got best of both worlds. But yeah, there's nothing like being a part of this new family and, and just the sheer size of it, the sheer mechanics of it, the, the family that comes with mm. it. Um, the, something that I'm so impressed by is the stunt team behind these films. They, it's like these these magical people have run away with the circus, and they are there to teach you everything you want to know. Well, I mean, look at—you've done all this. You've done, you know, with uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you've been a wrestler. I know. I was. Where did I, that come from? I was the wrestler. I you was, were the the I main person. I was the lady that changed wrestling. And so you said, "Just fine, I can do this." Well, no, I didn't actually. When I got the role. <laughs> I remember Stephen had breakfast with me and he sat me down and he was like, oh, and just so you know, you do realise we will be actually doing, you know, that fight at the end. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thinking, you know, green screen or stunt double or whatever. And he was like, no, 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 um, in two months' time, you're going to be uh, on Monday Night Raw at the end and you're going to wrestle in front of 20,000 people. Sure. I was like, <laughs> I had no knowledge of wrestling. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to lift bodies. So, yeah, we I had, had the rock to talk yeah, to. But I did, you're right. I did have a doorway into that kind of world. And that was a mega film when I did it. It was huge. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still impressed by stunts. I think that's why I'm impressed by stunts, because of fighting with my family. I understand it now. When all this awards talk that's around you now in yeah. Little Women, does that affect <laughs> you in any way? No. Do you just say, oh, no, I put that in another box? No, not at all. I think I, I totally appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... <laughs> When there's any conversation about any award, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest or the smallest, it's a lovely thing. It means that people like your work and it means that people think that your work is worthy enough of an award. Like, that's a wonderful thing. I don't let it um, worry me because I don't really do it for awards. I do it because I, I want to meet and work with beautiful people and, and I'm interested well, in, in the stuff that, that I do. Well, you can do that. You can demand green popcorn, you know, whenever you want. I did you ask just, for green and popcorn. And it didn't happen. I asked for it and no you one know, gave it to me. <laughs> You, this, this, this is the first time you've been on this show. I know. So you don't know we end in song all the time. And I'm going to put that down there. Yes. <laughs> I was just about to oh. eat the mouth. But I hear this is a big deal with you. What? That you write songs, you sing songs, you I do it. Do. And we always ask everybody for just a little bit of a song. Okay, but my voice is a bit I don't old. care. I don't so, want excuses. Uh, I'm the director and I'm saying, I told you this was happening. <laughs> Let's right. do it. I think I'm going to do... Okay, I got okay. one. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, yes. Stars shining bright above oh, okay. you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of me. So, Mama Cass. It was just wonderful. Thanks. You could be doing so <laughs> many things. I want to. I would really, I would really, well, for a while I didn't know if music or acting was going to go first and then acting went first and and music has stayed at the same point, which is slightly daunting to me. Well, see, there's so many worlds to conquer, you know, and you have time. I would love to. But but it's a different beast. It's a completely different industry and I, I need to give it some time. I think you have the time. You can give <laughs> I it. Just you're, just doing, you're giving yourself I know, like I an shouldn't. hour and a half off, you know? So I think it's great that that happened. And thank, thank you. you for being here. Thank and thank you. you for being as wonderful as you are. I'm not going to oh. throw the popcorn. Oh, well, that's so sad. Everybody <laughs> loves to clean it up after that. Anyway, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah.